0: How's it going everybody welcome to episode 131 of TldR podcast and happy New year I know it sounds weird that we're saying this again because I'm sure the boys already wished everyone happy New Year last year or last week but I wasn't here so this is my uh my uh you know uh, uh you know happy New Year to you um sorry I missed last week um boys I know you guys uh, uh you know definitely kept the uh kept the ship going without me. Um, in fact, it probably was a better podcast, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, James gave me like, Oh, maybe, maybe, (laughs) Uh, but I was in Tahoe. It was very, very snowy. I did not even get to ski because it was so stormy. So, uh, we, this California is getting dumped with snow and rain. Uh, so it's quite interesting. Um, Tyler, what did you do over the weekend? Um, how, you know, how, how's your first few days first, I guess, first 10 days of the year has been.
1: Uh, it's been good. Uh weekend, uh celebrated my dad's 67th birthday. Uh so went oh. up to Thousand Oaks and uh got drinks out with him, which was super fun. Love that. Uh, it was Saturday night. Uh Sunday, we pretty much just and I stayed home and took out all the Christmas decorations and reorganized the house. So it was kind of a home cleaning day, watched some football, uh, sweated my ass off during that Sunday night game, trying to make sure I won fancy football, which I did, which um maybe James will talk about later, but it was a, that was a nerve-wracking evening for sure. Yeah, um that that la- those last
0: couple weeks of fantasy football are always interesting um and, you know, unfortunately I didn't I didn't break the top 3 uh for the first time in 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 uh, the last 3 seasons, but hey, I I still made it to the playoffs, so I had a chance. Um James, fantasy football's done fantasy football for you has been done so you've know you been (laughs) over it (laughs) it's been like four weeks since you've been over that but now we're in the playoffs
2: how are you feeling about how are you feeling about your Niners oh extremely excited and we're going to talk about this later but I I think they're the most complete team out there right now offense defense special teams backup quarterback offensive line everything's just clicking right now and that's what you want a team they're peaking at the right time they haven't lost in 109 days everybody they're that good
0: yeah they they, they have not they have not been on the losing side for a very wh- long while and the interesting thing is i would say that they have had the most tumultuous season in terms of you know two of their quarterbacks going down and then bringing in a guy that we thought was just i mean he even came out of your mouth i don't i, don't, I think we're done this this uh that this was said at during that Miami game and wow have things changed uh and it and it's just very interesting to see um Tyler your your eagles are are an interesting story um you know it, it's an interesting playoff and, and actually that's what we're going to get into right fucking now uh we are going to be talking about NFL playoffs James you are going to take us through a preview of the wild super wild card weekend
2: excuse me why don't you take it away buddy All right, before we get into that, I just want to, you know, talk a little fantasy football, even though it's been done for me for about four weeks. Dude, you got to congratulate some people, though. Tyler finished in first place. Congratulations, $600. Thank you, sir. second place, Eric with $300. And in third place, Anthony, who doesn't listen to this podcast. But congratulations, Anthony with $100. I think Tyler had a couple of shout-outs. Tyler, you you had some shout-outs after, I do. I
1: I definitely got to shout-out both guys on this podcast, uh, trading. I mean, I think the season really – you know, went my, went my way with a very early decision that we made. Uh, we made a trade right after draft day, I think, um, you know, I traded you Justin Jefferson for Joe Mixon and uh, Mixon came up huge for me the last couple of weeks. So definitely a uh, uh, positive trade. So trade, thank you for agreeing to that trade. Uh, so that definitely helped me win. And then hey, it still James, worked like out me. for
0: both of us. I mean, the heat, it did. I would say that Justin Jefferson was not the reason One hundred percent. that was, I did not win.
1: Like I said, we, 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 we've we uh, talked about it before. It's, that was a definition of a win-win uh, trade right there, except I won a little bit more, but that's okay. Um, James, obviously, you know we you do your weekly uh, waiver wire segments, and one of the weeks you talked about Christian Watson, and that was like the week after I think Cooper Cup uh, went down with an injury. I need a wide receiver. And I took your advice, and he fucking ran away with it. Easily kept me afloat uh, as one of the top teams in that fantasy league. So got to give you guys shout-outs. And also, Eric, for your – terrible sit start decisions in that final week. I mean, I think all of his wide receivers and running backs maybe got a combined like 15 points maybe. I don't oh even know. It God. was bad. It was not it was not good for him. <laughs> um, wow. And I only won by 3 points. So that was you 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 wow. have to be a little bit lucky, you know, with fantasy football and uh luck was definitely on my side this year. So, but well hard fought win, you know, some good strategy, good it was, it was a good draft, good keepers, good trading. You know, obviously made some good decisions there to stretch, but you get, but you got to have a little luck on the way too. But yeah, very stoked to win fantasy football in this league for the first time. So that's got right Guys, go
2: <laughs> the biggest mistake Eric made was playing DJ Moore instead of Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore got two points. Christian Kirk got twenty-one. He would have won if he made that flipped It. Yep, that was didn't brutal. DJ Moore go off the week before though? So that's probably he what he was. that's <laughs> that's tough. what he was <laughs> going <before>. off of. <laughs> it is uh, brutal, brutal luck for Eric. But you know, we wish him well. This is the same guy that started off with Camp Akers as a keeper, everybody. Yeah. So anything is possible. That proves yeah. it right there. Yeah, anything is possible. All right, wildcard previews. Uh, we're gonna start in the AFC. Because, you know, if you guys watch this on YouTube, whatever, Trayton's wearing a Miami shirt right now. So we're going to start with the AFC. We're going to start number seven, Dolphins, and number two, Bills. Miami Dolphins finished the season at nine and eight. They started off very, very strong. But then they lost Tua. And then they lost Teddy Bridgewater. And then they went through, like, a four-game losing streak after losing to the Niners. They're two and five after the bye. They can't seem to find their way. And we don't know if Tua is going to be back for the playoffs. I guess we'll find out tomorrow because that's what Mike McDaniel i mean right now we have no idea the bills on the other hand number two seed 13 and three ending the season on a seven game winning streak they haven't lost since november 13th against the vikings in overtime trading what are your thoughts on this matchup who's going to win and why
0: yeah i
2: i you gotta i kind of feel bad for miami in this one to be
0: honest with you guys and and i don't like to just say that there's a for sure winner especially in football you never know but uh the, the Bills are coming off a very, very solid season. I know that they had a little bit of hiccups, you know, in the middle of the season, even even I, you know, faded them, you know, pretty early when they were going through their uh, slump, but they have since kind of recalibrated uh, Miami. Hasn't hasn't had the greatest last couple of weeks. I don't. I feel like I think they kind of stumbled into the playoffs and and we're lucky to get in. And and Tua not being there is is a is a non starter for me. If Tua is there, maybe they can make a maybe they can make it interesting. But if he's not, it's just a it's just done deal. And and uh, you know for the Bills with with Demar Hamlin, you know we're covering well. And 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 there's an emotional part of uh, the Bills and and in, in terms of what they're going to be playing for. So I, I don't think this is going to be close. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which prediction I'll score?
0: Um, I'm going to say, you know, I'll say 36 to
1: 14. Wow. Blow out. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I think this game is going to be a little bit closer. I do agree that the bills I think are going to win the game, Um, but the dolphins have played the bills pretty well. I mean, you obviously we, we talk about regular season matchups a lot, it's an inter- interdivision matchup both both of these teams know each other very well both of both games uh they split and they were both one possession games so I, th- I think it's going to be a pretty competitive atmosphere obviously having tua or Dolph- the dolphins having tua is going to be a huge factor of how competitive how competitive this game will be and if dolphins have any chance but i do think the bills are just a much better team they've been the better team all season we you know we talked about the Demar Hamlin thing that 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 is a huge component adding that emotion that an entire team can can get behind is huge um and they're at home and that's you know bills mafia is always going to bring in the, the 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 heat there um so i got the bills winning but in a little bit closer of a game i have bills winning
2: 31 to 28 wow well, that's very very close and i'm more on the side of trading here i think the bills are going to absolutely dominate i have the bills winning 35 to 17 like Traden mentioned, the Dolphins have a question mark at QB. If two plays, he still hasn't been accurate. Ever since he got a concussion, ever since he played the Niners, he has not been good. They've been losing even with him in the lineup. That says a lot. What are you going to do? Go to Teddy Ridgewater, who has like a dislocated finger? Skylar Thompson, who's just trash? Come on, man. Dolphins, it sucks. I'm sorry. On top of that, the Dolphins are terrible at pass defense. They're 27th in the league. <laughs> and you're going up against Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and Josh Allen. Josh Allen's going to roast him. It's going to be a blowout. Bill's winning. Moving on to the next matchup, we have the number six Ravens at the number three Bengals. Ravens are 10-7. and Uh, I don't know what to think about this Ravens team at all, because it's been a long time since Lamar Jackson played. And if Lamar Jackson plays, I have no idea how good he's going to be. A PCL sprain is something that doesn't heal on its own, or does heal on its own, but takes a long time. Might be a little tough. Also, they've lost four one-score games while Jackson was playing anyway. So this team can't win close games. The Bengals, on the other hand, 12 and 4. They started out pretty sketchy, but you know, they've been on an eight-game heater so far. Tyler, who's gonna win and why? I got the
1: Bengals in this one. I think this is gonna be another another close one. It's pretty crazy that the fact, you know, these teams are playing back-to-back weeks, just the way that everything kind of worked out. Another interdivision matchup we got in the first week. We got a lot of those in, in, in the wild card match in the wild card round. Um I agree James the Ravens are kind of a really confusing team to kind of, you know, look at and dissect and kind of what they're going to do. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson whether he's back or not is is, is going to be a huge factor. Um, but I like the Bengals winning. I I think they're a better team than they were last year when they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, so I think, you know, they're they're at home, but it, I I think it's going to be a close closely fought game, uh 20 to 16 Bengals.
2: <laughs> Trading
0: Yeah. I mean, James, as you mentioned, I I don't know what to think about the Baltimore Ravens at QB and you know, I I've, I've not always even personally been the biggest Lamar guy anyway. So when he's even a question mark, they just have a bigger question mark for me. Um, This is a matchup from, you know, week over week. uh, And you got to think that the Bengals were actually trying to win because they didn't want even a chance that they'd lose home field to a fucking coin flip. So that game was an actual game and they, they were the better team. I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty clear who the better team was. So if, if that's, if that's what we're going to base anything off of and the fact that the Bengals, yes, they started out pretty shitty after, after week eight, I, I was like, I don't even know. They're going to make the playoffs. And Holy fuck. They just threw that in my face. And, and I think they threw it in everyone's face, to be honest. Uh, I, I just think the Bengals are, are playing some great, great football. They could have easily been um, a second seed um, in this, uh, in this, in uh, this, uh, conference and I just see we're we to I think we're gonna have a twenty seven to to twenty game here.
2: Wow, I have the Bengals also winning, but I'm winning twenty four to sixteen. I don't think the score is gonna be indicative of how much the Bengals dominate this game though. Yeah, I think the Bengals are gonna absolutely destroy the Ravens. The Bengals p- pass offense is gonna destroy the twenty sixth ranked Ravens pass defense. But the only reason why it's gonna be close is because the Ravens are gonna run a clock. And so if you're just watching based on eye test, not looking at the score, you're going to be like, wow, this Bengals team is scoring every single time. And they will. But the fact of the matter is, the Ravens on the other side will just waste 20 minutes of the clock. And then you're like, they can't score again. So therefore, 24 to 16. And the last matchup with AFC, trade-ins number five, Chargers, versus number four, Jaguars. Chargers finished 10 and 7. Sometimes it looked really good. And sometimes it looked really bad this season. Again, I don't know what to make of them at all. It's all over the place. But to be fair, like there's been injuries aplenty, right? You had Keenan Allen out for a long time. You had Mike Williams out for a long time. Joey Bosa is barely coming back and still kind of feeling iffy. I don't know what they look like because I've never seen them healthy this season. And that's tough to judge. On the flip side, number four, Jaguars, 9-8. Huge rebound year. You guys heard it from me last week when we were talking about surprises. Huge rebound year from everybody, especially Trevor Lawrence. Doug Peterson. Tyler, your boy Doug Peterson, game changer for this team, huge influence. They've been six and one since the bye week. Trayden, I'm assuming I know what you think, but you know, you tell me anyway. Who's gonna win and why? Dude, I I know you you think I I know you think that I'm gonna just say the
0: Chargers here, but I'm. I, I, th- there's one thing that just makes me worried about uh, my Chargers, and it's and it's coaching. <laughs> I, I don't know what to think. Brandon is going to do the fact that he even played his top players against the Denver Broncos in a game that they did not need to win. It blew my mind. And the fact that Mike uh, and Williams could be, a, could be, you know, a question mark, I think he's going to be back, but it's still a question mark. And that is like, what are you, that's the kind of decision-making this guy, this guy, uh, you know, uh, does, he's going to charger it up somehow. And might and my mean that, because it's kind of like Detroit, Detroit's going to Detroit it up right like now. I guess, I guess they've kind of, you know, fix that narrative this season, but dude, it's going to come down to something stupid. Some, some damn, you know, decision that just blows everybody's mind. I think that the chargers are a better team. They've looked better defensively as of late. They've getting the, they're getting their personnel back. Um, Joey Bosa is going to be a huge, uh, a huge help. Um, James, you know, well, what a Bosa, what a Bosa brother can do. Um, I know that he's not, you know, his, his brother, but you know what I mean? Uh, I, I think the Chargers are going to win this game and, but it's going to be damn close. It's going to be, it's going to be a, you know, a field goal situation. I I'm saying a 27 to 24
2: game. Wow. Okay. I am right there with you. Field goal game. I have the Chargers winning 31 to 28. Mm-hmm. and Exactly what you were saying about the coaching for the chargers. I said that, like, I think the same exact thing. The Jags have better coaching and better decision-making Chargers do not. But the one thing that the chargers have is experience their team as a whole the players as a whole have played more than the jaguars players you're getting travis Etienne, who is pretty much in his rookie year coming off of his Liz frank injury so he missed that entire first year and then you have trevor lawrence in his second year after being terrible the year before christian kirk who played for the cardinals and didn't really do much there zay jones who who is zay jones i don't really know either evan ingram was a giant for so long he didn't see any success whatsoever trayvon walker is your best guy on defense who is a rookie there is the jaguars have they have no experience and when it comes to stuff like this the Chargers have a little bit more they got more dudes on their side and that's why i think they're going to come out on top even though it's going to be a close game tell your thoughts
1: yeah i kind of agree with what you guys that we got you saying i i got Chargers in this one uh 27 24 i just gonna give the edge the chargers here um also, just on the on on the defense side of the ball, I think on 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 defense they're just a little bit stronger, got a few more playmakers. But I mean, Jacksonville's obviously playing very very well. But I think the Chargers also too, as you, James you, you kind of alluded to it, they're 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 getting healthy at the right time. And We haven't really seen a full Chargers squad play a whole lot of games this season, but they definitely have been playing better lately when they've been healthier. So um, in that aspect, I just feel like they're a, a more well-rounded team, the more complete team. Um, but this is a tough one. I think you could really make a case for for either team winning this game. I think in the AFC, it's going to be, to me, the most intriguing one to watch. because I think it could go either way, but I'm going to have the Chargers uh, taking this one 27-24. One, one thing really quick, James. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. You, sorry. No, I was going to make a joke, so you go first. <laughs> um, I,
0: I, I want to say something on this podcast. I know that none of these guys are going to listen to this, but for that experienced group that you mentioned, James, Cleo Mack, Joey Bosa. Uh, uh Keenan Allen, Eckler. If your coach is going to, is about to do something stupid, just r- uprise, uprise against him and say, no, we're not going to fucking do that. I, I hate, I I hate that. I don't like when, I don't like when players do that. This is a situation where it's okay. Do not let your coach
2: lose the game for you, please, for the love of God. Yeah, what he said. The guy right <laughs> at the top, yep, what he said. Exactly. Ditto, because I know what that means now. <laughs> Looping. Anyway, <laughs> Tyler, what was the last thing you said before Trayton said something? You were like, this this, uh, this like the most intriguing game? Yeah. In the AFC? Good. Because on Saturday, that's where the best football is going to happen because we're going to talk about NFC next. And also on Saturday, number seven Seahawks at number two 49ers. <laughs> the only reason why this is the Saturday game is because everybody thinks it's going to be a blowout, so they put it first. It happens, you know. Seahawks. No, <laughs> finished Season eight and eight. The team was, you know, supposed to be Atrocious. Awful. Did anybody think they were gonna be here? I definitely did not. Also, I hate Seattle, but I, I did not at all. The team pretty much blew it up. Like they got rid of um their linebacker. Uh frick, what's his name, man? They played Bobby Wagner. They got rid of him. Everybody from Legion Boom is gone at this point. They shipped out Russ and they were gonna have to have Geno Smith in there. But guess what? Geno Smith is better than Russ is here. Oh my god, what a thought. Uh this towards the end of the season, though, they're pretty up and down. There was like zero consistency. They finished the season three and three. The Niners, on the other hand, like I talked about earlier, <laughs> 13 and four. They started out three and four. They're on a 10 game heater right now, haven't lost in 109 days. They've overcome a lot, as Traden has mentioned, losing so many people to injury. At one point, they were the least healthiest team in the league. But losing your two starting quarterbacks, Trey Lance and Jimmy, back to back like that, having Mr. Irre- Irrelevant come in and just demolish amazing. Tyler, your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, I think this is probably the easiest one to decide. I mean, you have a team, as you mentioned, James, like no one expected them to be here. And let's give some credit to Seattle. Like they had, they'd had a great season and, and, and surpassed many expectations uh, to make it to this position. But the San Francisco 49ers are far and away the hottest team in football right now. Uh, they're playing incredible football and they're at home and and against this matchup, a a interdivision matchup again. um, I don't think the Seahawks stand a chance in this game. This, this is the one that I think like there's just, I don't see any chance of an upset in in, in this game. Like if I had to put money on like this one will not be an upset. It's this game. Um, I just don't think that's going to happen. So yeah, I got Niners blowing this one out 31 to
2: 13. Oh, trading your thoughts.
1: Yeah, dude, the,
0: uh, the look, I was the biggest Rams fan in that in that Rams Seahawks game because I really don't even think the C- I mean I I appreciate what the Seahawks did considering everything that happened with Ross I I think that you know it sucks that I think a different team deserves to be in this spot uh, and that and that's just a personal thing um, the 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 Seahawks are just not going to be able to stop. Now, first of all they're not going to be able to score. You're playing against the best you're playing against the best defense in the NFL. By a long shot in my opinion. They that they're so dynamic. They can they can stop the pass, they can stop the run. They can they can play any game that you want to play. That defense can stop it. And at that point I was like, okay, we're fine. All of a sudden in the last 4 or 5 weeks, the, the Niners have an offense, guys. Brock Purdy has brought this team to to a level that I didn't even Think existed because i didn't know that they would have an offense and holy fuck they have an offense boys there is no fucking way it's even going to be close at 31 to, to, to i'm going to say 31 to 13 i'm going to say the same same i'm going to say 38 to 13 just like the the game
2: against the cardinals last week oh, wow it's crazy to think that i have the, the lowest spread out of all of you guys here but i do <laughs> i have the niners putting 27 to 10 okay Traden mentioned the defense of San Francisco earlier and the Niners have played Seattle two times during the season. How many touchdowns did Seattle score against the four Niners? Uh, it looks like one, one, two, one. Oh, is it was one? One is correct. The answer is one. And Jeez. they scored that one touchdown with three minutes left in the fourth quarter of the last game when the Niners were up 21 to six. That was the one time they scored a touchdown against the San Francisco four Niners blowout game. Pretty much. The back was wearing. And they, oh my God, they scored a touchdown. Amazing. Who cares? Niners dominate this game. Point blank, period, 27 to 10. Moving on to our next matchup number six, Giants. I mean, fake Giants, fakers. Oh my God, terrible team. And the number three, Vikings. Giants, nine, seven, and one. Started off six and one. Still think they're fake, even though they've made the playoffs and they've only won three games since their bye week in week nine. The Vikings, on the other hand, 13 and four they were on the winning side of 11 one score games that's an incredible margin they only ever really dominated two games and that's week one against the packers and week 18 against the bears everything else was very close Jaden who's gonna win and why oh
0: dude i, I, I i'll I be honest i don't even know how much i trust the vikings to be honest i mean I, I just i i have had questions and marks about the vikings and uh you know their their incredible comeback against the the uh the Colts will be it's legendary now, but I, I you're playing it's the Colts <laughs> you know <laughs> like I just don't know what to think about the Vikings the Giants are are scrappy I know you think that they're fake but they they're they're scrappy and I and I appreciate that and and I think that that means something here in the uh in the playoffs and the thing about the Vikings is. You know, I guess in the past few weeks, whenever it comes to the first round or or a or a playoff game, if they need a catch from someone, they're going to get it. There's some immaculate catch that, you know, comes out of nowhere uh, and it just seems like they're going to win. So th- this is going to be a twenty seven to twenty four game. It's going to be close for the Vikings, but I don't love that. I, I think that the Giants are going to give them a run for their money, to be honest with me.
1: Tyler. Yeah, I, I agree with Traden. I think it's going to be a close game. I do like the Vikings winning this game. And just kind of the way the season is going, I would not be surprised if the Giants got elite early. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants are winning at halftime. And the Vikings are going to find a way in that fourth quarter to come back and steal the game. It's going to be another one-score game. The Vikings are going to come in the clutch like they seem to do all season long. Uh,
2: Vikings 24, Giants 20. Oh, wow. That is eerily similar to mine. I have Vikings winning 24 to 23. Whew. Oh wow! It's, See, yeah, I don't like either of these teams, man. Like, no. If you read my power rankings at all, like you know, I thought the Vikings were fake, and you knew what they, that I thought the Giants were fake. They don't. Nobody dominates. They never look like they're gonna win ever. They're kind of just there meddling along, and all of a sudden the ball bounces their went one direction, and boom! Look at that. We won. Wow. I have no confidence in either team. This could go either way. It could be Giants twenty four, Vikings twenty three. It's gonna be one score game either way, but I. I think just because JJ, Kirk Cousins, Thielen, TJ Hawkinson now, Dalvin Cook, they have more dudes as opposed to Daniel Jones. Come on, man. So at 24, 23, Vikings. Hey, Kirk Cousins is one and three in the playoffs. He's about That's... to be two and three or one and four. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> sus, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it, it happens, you know. <laughs> um, moving on to the last matchup number five, Cowboys versus number four, bucks cowboys 12 and four they've only lost three games since their week nine bye even though Dak had an awful performance last game it is what it is the Bucks, on the other hand eight and nine tom brady finishes with a losing record for the very first time in his career up and down year no real consistency there kaden who's gonna win and why oh man this is i'll be honest this is tough and you want to know why it's because
0: you're talking about tom brady in the playoffs like it's just it's it's tom brady in the fucking playoffs dude he he is he is just like a lot of teams that I talk about in my in my power rankings in the in the NHL, like the Tampa Bay Lightning. They don't give a shit about the regular season. Just get me to the playoffs. They're in a terrible division, so they didn't really have to try to get into the playoffs. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, it got a little close, but you know, they have a losing record. This this is going to be a team that wins. They are going to beat the Cal I don't know how but they're going to beat the cowboys um you know it's going to be close it's going to be you know tom brady has a minute on the clock he got to get to the field goals got to get to the field goal range and he's going to kick it's going to be a 49 second fucking drive he's going to get to the to the uh to the spot he needs to be they're going to kick it and they're going to walk away happy it's 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 fucking textbook for tom brady and
2: it's going to be a 27 to 24 game Dude, are you? Do you know something I don't? That was all the specific. The way you just scripted that out. Because it happens every fucking year, dude. Forty nine <laughs> seconds. That was very specific. I, just watch. It's gonna <laughs> be forty nine seconds. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> Tyler, your thoughts. Too much time. Um, yeah, this is a really interesting one too. Um, yeah, Buccaneers. We kind of, you know, kind of give them shit all year for just kind of how inconsistent and awful they've been. Tom Brady just doesn't seem to be clicking quite like he like he has been you know Cowboys you know a, bre- a very good team that just you know just kind of with you know the Eagles being on top of that division kind of got this wild card spot here uh but das- Dak Prescott as you mentioned does not seem to be as good of a quarterback I think this season as, as he may have shown in the past so there's a little bit of question marks there on the, the on on the offensive side of the ball um for Dallas but um there's a couple things when it comes to playoff football with these two teams that you never want to doubt uh, you never want to doubt Tom Brady in the playoffs because he's the GOAT. And you never want to count on the Cowboys winning a road game in the playoffs. Um, with that being said, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm I'm going to ignore all of that and I'm gonna say the Cowboys are gonna win 27-24. Oh wow
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: my uh, I mean it's good. I like I like your conclusion because that's the conclusion I came to. <laughs> I mean your reasoning doesn't really make sense to me, but I have Cowboys winning 27-24 um on paper. This shouldn't be a close game at all. The Bucks are grossly overmatched. I mean, far and away, good defense on Dallas, good offensive line on Dallas. Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, uh, CeeDee Lamb is 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns. Like, they look so much better than the other side where there's no offensive line, but they have Tom Brady, and that's their one saving grace. That's why this game is going to be close. You can't ever count them out. But the Cowboys come out on top because it's a road game. <laughs> that pretty much wraps up my segment. Hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> hey, I, I love it. At least we have some, uh,
0: I, I, don't, I don't know if you would call that an upset. I think, I think if I'm looking at the lines, right, they do have the Cowboys by three points. So, you know, I guess you're, I guess you're, you're betting with, with Vegas there. Uh, This is an interesting, you know, there's some interesting ones. There's some that I think are, you know, especially the Niners game where it's going to, I will watch it. I'm going to love to watch it, but we already know the, the, uh, the outcome. Uh, the night games seem to be the night games for a reason. <laughs> Let's just put it <laughs> that way. The Bills are the are a Sunday morning because no one, no, everybody knows how that's going to go. Saturday's game, uh, Saturday's first game, everybody knows how that's going to go. The night games, different story. Those three, those are the three games everybody should be, uh, should be, uh, watching intently because I think they're going to be the most interesting. Um, I'm going to say it if the Chargers make it through, I think they're the most, I think they're the only wildcard team that can possibly make a big, the biggest dent in, um, you know, in, in the path to the Super Bowl. Do I think they're going to get there? No, I don't think any other wildcard team is 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 ready like the Chargers are. Uh, I hope I'm right, but we'll see. Um, with that, we are going to, uh, thank you, James. We're going to, uh, thanks you, James for taking us to the preview there. When, uh, when we're going to take a quick break, when we come back, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. Do you guys ever run New Year's resolutions? Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for the break. I got my tongue untied after that uh, that that tough uh, transition there at the end. We're going to talk about uh, New Year's resolutions. Tyler, um, you you wanted to talk about this, which is interesting because I know that some people you know, are just think they're stupid. Some people have them. Um, what do you why don't you take us through what you want to take us through regarding the New Year's resolution?
1: Yeah, it's that time of year again. Everyone talks about it. Um, some people take them very seriously. Some people couldn't give two shits about. Uh, New Year's resolutions so i kind of want to get your guys's feedback on kind of what your thoughts on resolutions in general are and if you have one what are they and any story that you might have had either personally or or someone that you know who've either had a really great success story with a with a resolution that that they that they you know follow through on and, and it's life-changing or just failed and they just you know failed miserably after like you know the first day um so let's just kind of go through it and kind of talk about New Year's resolutions uh james i'll start with you man like you know how seriously do you take New Year's resolutions? Do you feel like you're pretty good at keeping them? Just your your overall thoughts and you know, um, you know, kind of uh, mindset when it comes to a
2: New Year's resolution. I don't like New Year's resolutions. Um, I don't believe in them, and here's the reason why. I think that New Year's resolutions are more time based. I think that it lends itself to a period of time, and then it will go away. Like it'll start off super strong. But like anything that has a motivation that's not intrinsic, it's going to wane over time. And then when that happens, you go back to old habits. Like if it was that important to you to start reading more, to work out more, to eat healthier, why the hell did you wait till the first of the year to start it? If it was really that important to you to start it the day you thought of it. But because you wanted to wait for this new start, this new beginning, this idea of change that occurs on a specific day on an arbitrary calendar, you're like, wow. I'm a new person. But no, you're not. It's a period of time and motivation goes away over time. It needs to be intrinsic. If it's not intrinsic, it doesn't stick. It happens to everybody all the time. So instead of a New Year's resolution, I what I personally do on the new year is think of a word or a theme that will encompass the rest of my year. It's not necessarily a goal. It's a theme. For me this year, I have two. It's persistence and discipline. Because in order to be successful and improve every single day, I need to be able to deal with laziness and doing what needs to get done in the face of that. I, don't, I can't procrastinate because if I procrastinate, it might not happen. Like I've, I've learned that the most growth occurs when you do something that you need to do when you don't want to do it. Because there's somebody out there who gives into that laziness and gives into that procrastination and doesn't get it done. Like I wake up every morning, it's cold and rainy outside. I'm like, fuck, man, I want to stay in bed all day. But then if I stay in bed, I'll be just like the other guy. But if I go out there and get my work done, I will feel better. It sucks at the beginning, but I will feel better. And now I'm better than that person. I'm better than I was yesterday. I didn't didn't miss an opportunity to grow and improve myself. I took it upon myself. So that's the difference between a resolution and my word for the year, right? A resolution, I think, is is a short-lived goal that will eventually lose its luster versus a word that's overarching for the, the year, and it's an idea that I can never really truly achieve, but I can constantly work to fulfill. It's longer lasting than a simple resolution.
1: Damn, love that. Um, Yeah, hopefully you guys got a little bit of motivation there from James, you know, just get out there and fucking be better. Uh, <laughs> basically, like the New York football giants, James, you think New re- re- resolutions are fake. Is what I'm kind of gathering. Yeah, pretty much, so, yeah. I, <laughs> I have seen, I have seen kind of words of the year and a word that people kind of encompass. I've seen those a lot more uh, lately. I kind, I feel like every year um, I'm seeing them on on uh, social media posts from my friends and family too. I think that's a really cool kind of different twist on kind of what the New Year's resolution is. You know, kind of you know, you know, becoming this 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 phrase of this or this word you know consistently instead of just you know um, some some certain goal that's not always realistic. Trade in. What are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as James. Um, I think a lot of us are now. I think it's just kind of like it's just another month. It just happens to have a different year on it. You know what I mean? Like it it it, it shouldn't take the beginning of the year to to um you know dictate whether you you make a change in your life. Um that being said. I personally have have I wouldn't say a written years resolution, but obviously in business or, or your career, um, especially in my world, everything is kind of on a calendar year basis. Your your bonuses are on a calendar year basis, your performance is on a calendar year basis. So uh, you know, I, I will set goals for myself, you know, for for my uh, you know, within my own work, within my own job, within my own team. Um uh, my, my goal is to continue to push forward and 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 actually put take on even more uh you know more responsibility more uh you know more work just to just to try and position myself for the you know for the next you know few years just to just to get to get my you know personal name out there my own my my own work um so i mean i wouldn't say that's a resolution i think that's more of a goal i know that it's kind of the same thing but but because i i I kind of just by saying, well, we are all, all on a calendar basis here at work and not that everything resets, but, you know, I'll have a performance review and then, you know, you, you're kind of being judged again for that calendar year and your performance. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's, what do you, what, what do you want to do? What do you plan to achieve and, and show, um, you know, show the people that matter, you know, for the next year. And that's kind of where I
1: start there. I like that, you know, kind of some general general just get better you know and i think i think agree you know james you kind of mentioned how you know dates and times are kind of arbitrary and doesn't really matter you should just start it whenever if you want to start your start a new goal on may 3rd then just freaking do it on may 3rd why you have to wait till you know the the, the, the new year um, which I totally agree with. I think, you know, it's just you just, just got to hit the ground running. But I do also think, you know, we do live in a world where there's calendar years and, you know, dates are important. Um, and I think just the new year just gives you that extra moment to kind of reflect on what the year was and maybe, look, like, wh- where can I improve? You know, what 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 can I do better? And I just think it's just kind of a cultural thing that it's just hard to uh, ignore. Um, so, you know, for me, you know, resolutions, I haven't really ever truly done a resolution before. Um, I've always said resolutions and, you know, I, you know, give up after the second week or whatever. Um, but exactly this year I said, yeah, exactly. So I kind of just didn't really do them for a long period of time, but this year I'm actually going to do one. I'm actually going to really try and stick to it. It's a really simple one, probably one that a lot of people have, and it's, it's, it's actually a lot more simple, but mine is just to drink more water. Um, because I just <laughs> classically a re- I drink maybe, maybe maybe a half a liter of water like just pure water a day it's awful like really really bad and for it's a liter we're in america i don't even i don't know what the fucking conversions are but basically it's like half a water bottle essentially like a <laughs> normal half water bottle it's not good um So, you know, and for me, like, you know, with, you know, me being a healthcare professional, I need to practice what I preach a little bit more because I always teach my, you know, to tell my athletes, hydrate more, sleep more, you know, do things that you can take care of yourself to make your body healthier and and happier. And one of those things is hydration. And I personally don't do that enough. Um, So I've made it a resolution for me to hydrate more and I've stuck to it so far every day of the new year. Um, We'll see if it makes a long-term difference. I feel kind of roughly the same so far. Um, I think overall, generally, I just feel less, uh, like just like less achy and less like sore. Um, so that's good. Um, again, I don't know if that's because, you know, it's it's a coincidence or what. Um, but I definitely feel like it's making a little bit of difference. We'll see in the long run if it does, but hydrate more people. It's definitely, it's definitely a good thing. Um, I think that's a pretty, uh, so I have a hydro flask at work. Um, so I'm basically, I'm doing a minimum of two hydro flasks a day. And I try to, I try to drink that within work because usually at home in the morning, I'll have, you know, coffee in the morning and then I'll have, you know, an alcohol, an alcohol beverage at night. So I'm not going to be doing it those times. So when I'm at work, I focus on getting those two hydro flasks of water in, um, and doing that. And so far I've done that every day, sometimes more. Um, so it's been good so far. So hopefully I can keep it up we'll, we'll, we'll check back in, in a couple of weeks and see if I'm still doing it, but
2: 10 days in and 355 more to go.
1: Let's go. <laughs> um, obviously, hopefully that, that is a, that is a long-term life life goal for me, um, to just hydrate more and just to continually drink more water. Cause I think that is super important. Um, Attaboy. yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what happens, but yeah, news resolutions, uh, let you let, let guys, let us know what you guys think of resolutions. What are your resolutions? Do you have them? Um, uh, do you think they're, they're arbitrary and dumb? Like James thinks, um, or do you, do you have a word like James does? Because I love those. I I know I have a lot of friends that do that, and I think it's really cool. Um, or you know, like trading, just just be better. Just be a better version of yourself. Twenty twenty three doesn't have to be anything specific. It can just be general. Just be better. That's always good too. But yeah, guys, let us know what you think. But trading, that's what I got for New Year's resolutions.
0: I like that. Um, really quick. Um, hopefully, it's really quick. Um, I I did want to bring an anecdote of a, a situation where. I actually benefited from a new year's resolution, even though I just said they're not real. <laughs> I just happened to on 20 on Je- December 31st, 2020, 2015. Um, I had broken up with my then girlfriend and the relationship was, this is going to get a little personal. So sorry. Uh, what w- was a time? It, it was a time for me to reflect on what, you know, kind of I had given up as a, as an individual and, and some of my identity been given up and, and uh, it just so happened that it landed on on New Year's. So I guess you could say it was kind of a resolution for me to kind of reevaluate what I wanted in life to, to, you know, for my own self and to find, you know, find someone that, you know, it was a better reflection of me and better reflects my, you know, goals and, and, and attributes and, um, and values. And I thought it would take a lot longer than it did <laughs> but within a few months. I found my now wife, Kylie. Uh, and, you know, she's kind of a reflection of that New Year's resolution that actually just came to fruition because of the timing. Um, it, it's not because I decided uh, that it had to be the first day of the year. It just happened to be the first day of the year that all this happened. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a it, it, it was a good time for reflection. And it's nice that I actually have it's it's great that I actually have a tangible you know uh representation of what that moment in my life was so that is a new year's resolution story that actually came true um it's it's a little bit i know it's deep and kind of not expected but i wanted to i wanted to bring that up so
1: yeah uh, that's great so. um james I, I did mean to ask personal stories so Jane, thank you for sharing that uh but james did, did you have any personal either good or bad resolution stories
2: no because they're fake <laughs> ah, okay. Those are fake.
1: i don't have any either i i i personally have never really you know honed down and you know tried to achieve one but this year it's different 2023 is different it's gonna happen i i appreciate that that's uh, what everybody says all the time Tyler. yeah yep. every time
0: yeah but which is why I, I, ironically to, to james's point you know it's discipline and persistence you don't, if you're, if you already go to the gym, just don't go to the gym for the first two weeks. Cause it, you'll never get your fucking machine. There's already people that are just like, I just, I just am here for the first two weeks. They end up leaving. You just got to like do some home stuff for a couple weeks or you just go why, to the because, gym earlier or go. Well, it's still, it's just, they're everywhere. And they take That's a squat
2: rack oh, and fuck AM, nobody's there at 3 a.m. I guarantee
0: you, we're not even open up way too m. early. It's open to five.
2: <laughs> break the window and get in there, you got to get your work out. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, um, thank you, thank you, Tyler. That was, a, that was a fun discussion. Um, and uh, we're gonna take a quick break when we come back. We're gonna talk some hockey. We're at the halfway point of the NHL season, we're gonna talk about who's going to the playoffs when we come back. Welcome back. As I mentioned at the at, before the break, the NHL season has entered the second half. Uh, most teams are around, uh, you know, between 39 and 42 games um, in the 82-game slug. Uh, you know, most of the teams are at 41, so we're right at the halfway point. And you know, I, I really, just, really just wanted to talk about what we think this playoffs are going to look like. So obviously, just to give a reminder of people who don't know, uh, the top three teams in each division we'll go to the uh we'll go to the playoffs the the two wild cards in each conference will be will be uh, will make up the next two best teams within the whole conference um to give you guys an idea of where we're at right now in the east specifically the metro we have carolina ahead of new new jersey and and uh new york the new york rangers um in the atlantic we have boston followed by a toronto and tampa bay um in the wild card spot is the capitals and and Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins with the Islanders uh just one point out of a wild card spot and the Buffalo Sabers with the resurgence they are just 6 points out of a wild card spot. I know that sounds uh a lot but the Sabers have looked good as of late. Um in the west um specifically the central we have Dallas heading the division followed by Winnipeg and Minnesota. And in the Pacific, surprise, surprise, Vegas is at the top, followed by LA and followed by Seattle. Real surprise, surprise. And in the wild card spot, we have Calgary and we have Edmonton. Uh, We have St. Louis just on the outside, looking in just simply based on um, wins and regulation. They have the same points as Edmonton. Nashville is one point out of a playoff spot and Colorado is two points out of a playoff spot It is very tight there in the West. Um, Guys, I just want to talk about what we think about what we thought about the first half and and what we think we're going to see in the second half in terms of uh, you know, who's who's taking the playoff spots and who's going to be in the lottery draft. Um, why don't we start with Tyler? I mean, let's start we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go each uh we'll start in the West. I'll go to both of you. We'll go to the East t- talk to both of you. So, in the West, Tyler, who do you see going to the playoffs and give me, you know, give me the divisions, give me the wild cards.
1: All right. Uh, so I'll start, I'll start in the Pacific, our, our, our favorite, uh, division hockey. Um, I don't think it's going to change a whole lot at the top. I like, I like the Knights, uh, taking that division. Um, I'm going to stick with my Kings in, in, in that number two spot. Um, I know a lot of people talk about that goal differential and it is a problem, but I think a lot of that had to do with the really shitty goal tonight that we had early in the season. I think that the last month of hockey the Kings have played have been, has been really good. And we've beaten a lot of really good teams, especially within our own division. That's going to help you a lot in those division standings. So I like the, I like the Kings there at number two, and I'm going to pick Calgary to actually kind of come back um, and take that third spot. I think that they are starting to figure things out a little bit. It's been a little bit consistent, but they still have a very good hockey team. I think that they will do enough to climb up to that third spot in the Pacific Um, in the central division. Um, I think Dallas is, is is having an incredible season. I think that they're going to win uh, that central division. Winnipeg is having a resurgent year. I like them at number two and I like Minnesota holding on to that, to that third spot. This was a really tough one. Um, a, a, a lot of good teams there. I think a lot of teams that um, could potentially come back and and make a late, a late season resurgence, but not a lot of movement there than what's currently there for me. Um, and then the, the, the two wild card spots I got, uh, I got Edmonton, uh, I, I just think there's just too, too much talent there for, for them not to make the playoffs. And then I got, uh, Colorado avalanche eventually surging their way up into that second wild card spot. Um, I really wanted Seattle in there just because I, I like the story. Um, but I just think that with the whole second half of the season and Colorado not being that far out, I just, I, they have too much talent. They're, they're, they're too, they're too good of a team. Um, I just see them, uh, sneaking into that second wild card. Okay, so you don't see much change except Seattle completely
0: dismantling and just Definitely. failing, which <laughs> yeah. is interesting because Seattle has a six-game winning streak right now. They are looking very good. Uh, they have the goaltending, they have the scoring, they have a higher point percentage than most teams in the West. In fact, they're second. No, I'm sorry, they're third. Um, it's that's interesting. I mean, I, I guess you're you're banking on the fact that. You know, the teams that have experienced Calgary, Edmonton, Colorado are going to figure it out in the second half, which is probably a fair assumption. Um, the second half is just a different beast, as we know. Um, so that's interesting. I, I have it written down so that we can go back to it later. Just so I'm clear, you have Vegas, LA, Calgary, Dallas, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Edmonton, Colorado. That's correct. All right. Um, thank you for that, James. You kind of were shaking your head. I think you're just like Shocker. not feeling it. Shocker! <laughs> Tyler said something stupid.
2: Um, <laughs> I think Tyler's just boring, bro. Not stupid. Like, he just on, disagrees bro. with me. It's just boring. You took whatever. It's, it's just boring. Okay, so boring. Robert I had Seattle's in a playoff it.
1: spot, and they're gone in, in in my bracket here
2: because you hate Seattle. But don't don't do do know,
1: I don't hate Seattle as much
0: as
2: you do. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so, James, <laughs> where, what's your crazy assumptions here? I'm just gonna go down the line like Tyler did, right? Okay, I want to. I want to get my thoughts out there. We're going to start in the Pacific because, you know, it's our favorite division. Yeah, whatever Tyler said, quote, unquote. Knights at number one because they're just good. And yeah. number two, Seattle. I hate Whoa. Seattle. Exactly. That was – that was nobody saw that coming. Oh. No. Simply put, I, I they go on more winning streaks than they do losing streaks. If you look at all their games, they have a lot more green on hockey reference than they have red. What does that tell you? They're a streaky team that wins more than they lose. That's huge. At number, that. three, <laughs> at number three, you got the Kings. They fall down one spot. Reason being is you can't rely on scoring and scoring alone to take you far. Uh, defense and goaltending has been an issue, not as of late, but issues can resurface over time. Out of all the teams remotely close to tipping the playoffs, they allow the most goals by a lot. That's your Kings, Tyler, and that's my Pacific Division. Moving on to Central. Jets take on number one. Wow. Yep. goaltending. Wow. tending is huge, guys. We all know Like, if you have a good goaltender, you're you're solid. You're, you're pretty set. And Hellebuck has been going at it for a long time and he's having a hell of a year. Number two, I have the Stars. The Stars are doing great, too. The only reason why I have the Jets over the Stars is because Hellebuck is better than Andre Oranger. oh. is good. is good. But who's been doing it for longer? Who has more expertise? Who's been the guy for more than a season? Hellebuck. andre has been there for a, He's been the dude for a year. Come on. Last year was his coming out period. He ain't it yet. Give him some time. He will be. But right now, it's Hellebuck's time. Number three, Colorado. Okay, They're eventually going to figure it out and go on a run. That's what they do. That's what good teams do. They won last year. It's going to happen. And I think the Wilders are going to be bullied out of there because of their lack of goaltending. It's gonna happen. Wow! So right now, before you get there,
0: you are have we have one of the eight teams that Tyler has
2: out. I'm just saying. So I'm I'm excited. Sure. Wild card, Oilers. You're welcome. Oh. CMCMD. Connor. Mc- yeah, Connor McDavid. He's eventually going to put the team on his back, to his thing. Leon Dysaddle apparently is a bigger human being in person than on TV. <laughs> <so> that's cool. <laughs> I'm about to go see him tomorrow when he play the Ducks and put up ten goals. So the Oilers are. Killer. He's a duck killer. Oilers is going to take wild card seed number one. Wild card seed number two, Nashville Predators. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, this may be influenced a tad bit because I watched them put up a five-piece on the Ducks last week. But <laughs> wow. um, it's a team that actually plays like a team, guys. Like scoring is pretty spread out throughout the entire lineup. Like They score everywhere all the time. It, it, they're a team that plays like a team more than any, any other team the NHL does right now. Sounds like the Kings. Uh, and <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and also Soros is pretty good in net. So, like, you know, you got to put that out there. Wow.
0: Um, Nashville has Nashville's had an interesting season. I mean, they started out kind of all over the place. They seem to be stabilizing a bit. I mean, 7-1 two in the last 10, that's pretty solid. So we don't have any faith in St. Louis that'll figure it out. I I think that's fair. I think St. Louis is is kind of uh, not a lost cause. It's just I just don't know if they have it. Um, I appreciate you guys having Edmonton in the first wild card spot. I you're, you're not gonna I'm not gonna you know like that. I just dis- disagree with you guys because I'm not loving right now what's going on. Uh, but the Edmonton Oilers are a second half team, so I appreciate you guys uh, you know thinking about that. Um, Nashville going in there is, is the most interesting. So you're assuming that Minnesota just falls apart, which is, which I think is, I think is crazy, crazy. but, um, <laughs> it, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I, I love it. Um, here am I, uh, Vegas State. has taken, Vegas has taken the top that that's done. I like Los Angeles and two. I think that that's fair. Uh, I, I, you know, I just think that they're just, you know, it seems like the goal setting is kind of figuring itself out uh, to an extent. Um, they do have a negative goal differential. That's going to be wiped out as long as they win the next two games. It's wiped out immediately. So and I don't Phoenix have to keep Copley, we talking trust. about that. Yeah. Fucking Copley. Like that's who, that's who you guys are relying on. It's like fucking Lock free. It.
2: But fuck, hey, it. fuck
0: it. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm going to say Seattle. I'm gonna say Seattle in the uh, third spot. I think I think that they just have a mojo. I think that I think they have a lot to prove after that first season. Their goaltending's better. They're getting scoring up and down the lineup. They have a they have a motivated group. Uh, and they're fun to watch. Um, they they pooped on the uh the Oilers, and it wasn't it wasn't fun to it what that wasn't fun to watch, but objectively it was fun to watch. Um, <laughs> in the Central, Dallas is 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 it for me? I mean, I I I agree that 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 Hellebuck's a better goaltender, James. I just think that. Dallas is just is firing on all cylinders. That top line is the top line, is one of the top lines in the NHL. Um Robertson is looking very, very good. Um you have the big dog, Jamie Ben, um, Tyler Sagan that are actually contributing. That's huge. Um, and you got Miro Hiskin on the back end. I just I love Dallas. I think that Dallas is, is a going to be a formidable team going forward uh, for the foreseeable future, and that says a lot because they were so enigmatic last year. We didn't know what to expect. They couldn't score a fucking goal. They can score fucking goals, boys. So uh, Dallas Stars right there. Uh, Winnipeg. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take second. Um, I think that's pretty safe. Um, I'm gonna say Colorado jumps. I think that Colorado is going to get back their captain. I think that um, you know I, I I have no problem with that um and i and i think the colorado is really going to stabilize going forward um and they're going to sneak into the third spot which is exactly where they'd love to be i mean playing winnipeg in that first series i think it'll be fine for them um and you know watch out for colorado my wild card spots minnesota i don't think they're going to i don't fade them as much as you uh you do james um i think that they're going to be fine uh, um which is crazy because that means one of the alberta teams are going to be out um and I, because I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan, I have to have them in there. I don't love it. Um, and I know they're the second half team. I know we're going to get back um, Evander Kane, which we're, we're, he's going to come back around the same time that he got traded for. And everyone was like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? And then he completely changed the dynamic of the team. Maybe that happens again. We'll see. Um, I We need something. It's, it's, it's guys. It's, it's, it's bad. I told my dad that if this week we play – yeah, we play LA, we play um the Ducks, and we play San Jose. I told them that if we don't get four points out of those six points, just pack it in, just fucking, we're done. So we have to win tomorrow. We have to win tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna be just fucking dialed in. I'm I'm ready to fucking go. Okay, let's go to the East. Uh, let's go to the East, James. Why don't you take us off in the East? Um, whatever division you want to start with, let me know.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> remember I was talking about Todd being boring in the West. I'm about to be boring in the East oh, here. You <laughs> fucking... Oh, you fucking it's it's not that interesting. It's not that interesting. Let's start with the Atlantic because it starts with the letter A. In at okay. the Atlantic. Boston. I mean, that's not boring. I mean, if, if anybody
0: doesn't have Boston, they're a fucking moron. Yeah, they're just literally the best team right now. <laughs> um,
2: maybe I'm, I'm, I'm putting them already in the spreadsheet. Like, I'm not yeah, even... <laughs> all the way through. Tyler be different. Um, Ooh. remember two. I got the maple leafs. They can pretty much score well right now. Um, Mitch Martin having a hell of a year. My dark course ain't looking that dark right now for the for the oh. Calder. Like it, He's looking pretty formidable. That's cool. And then the Lightning at number three because, you know, we're going to turn it on. They could even possibly get the number two seed in the Atlantic if they really, really wanted to, I believe, because it's the Lightning. So, James, uh, you
0: think that Toronto is going to have to go through Tampa Bay once again?
2: Yeah, that was pretty much the Stanley Cup last year. That's pretty- Ooh, like, was, I, I, was, I, I agree with you. I that was a you. hell of a series, man. That yeah. was a hell of a series. It was Um, in the Metro. I got the Canes, very solid defensive team with timely scoring. That's what they do. Number two, Washington Capitals. What? Well, I guess they're not too far out. That's not a bad. That's not too weird. far out, but I think they're doing it for Ovi, man. He's having a f- incredible year, just sniping this, snipe, snipe, snipe. snipe. It just He's breaking, he's breaking records like left and right like every other yeah, day man. it's like oh we did this oh we did that he's like the showhead, but not as cool of hockey you know what i mean and then uh number three devils um they have stretches where they tend to falter pretty hard uh like they legit just went through like a six game losing streak so they got to figure out how to not lose that many games in a row next time shouldn't be that hard to do for the devils after winning so much in the beginning Um, But Jack Hughes, 10 shots on goal, and he's insane right now. He's on a bender like no other. He's crazy good. Uh, In the wild card, I got the Rangers at number one. They're not as good as they were last year, but I think they're slowly finding their way. Just tricking trying to get it together a tiny bit there. Uh, And the pens are number two. (laughs) Remember, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, you guys were doing about the surprises and whatnot, and I said the pens were going to be better. And I was right. They were one of the worst teams in the league, and look at them now. I told you they'd eventually figured it out. It wasn't an easy road to get here, but they're way better off than they were before. It's not an easy road this point, forward, but they're, they're going to keep battling for sit the Kid, man. It's
0: going to happen. Yeah, they are three and five in the last 10, though. So, uh, you know, they, they it happens better than a six
2: game L- losing streak. Yeah,
0: that's true. Um, that, that's interesting. Um, not where I have things, but that's why we have these conversations. So, Tyler. <laughs> Who You're who you have in the east, buddy.
1: First of all, James, did you just call Al Sovychkin, like the Russian Shohei Otani? Yes. Love that. Okay. Uh number <laughs> second. Although wait, wait, wait,
0: that's kind of an insult to Shohei.
1: Let's be real. I did say not as good.
0: Okay. Or <laughs> five then yeah. there,
1: there <laughs> Um, all right. So unfortunately, the Atlantic, it, it's it's just boring. You're right, James. I mean, I got I got Bruins, Maple Leafs, Lightning. Um, I think it's, 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 it's pretty sealed. I don't want to say said and done. Things can go crazy, but um, I think that division there's, there's pretty much those three top dogs and it, it, it's not really that, that much of a debate um, over in the Metro. I got the hurricanes at one James, I agree with you. They got the capitals at two. I don't Whoa. really wow. love the pick and wow. I don't really know why I just, this is, that was just my gut reaction and my, and my gut feeling. I I do think Ovi's having a, spe, a, a very special season um Yeah, i don't know i the, the rest of that division doesn't seem there's not another team that i think oh they're it for sure like I, that division just kind of a little a little bit a um, little bit up and down um so i think the capitals can run with it and take that two spot um i got the rangers uh making it up to the three spot um i just like this team a lot um i've always kind of been a fan of of, of that team and and what they what they got going on over there um so for the wild cards this was a tough one um for, for, very similar to the Pacific. there's just a lot of teams that you can pick and choose and make arguments for. but for me I got the Devils I think they will hang on and take one of those wild card spots and number one and number two, I have the Islanders um hmm. again just kind of kind of a of a, of, of a gut feeling uh James, I don't love the pens they just seem so inconsistent. I think the Islanders just have, have something there that they can consistently can slowly just creep their way. And it's going to be close though. I mean, I I think that wild card in that Eastern conference is, is going to be really fun to watch down the stretch, but I'm going to go with Islanders just because I kind of like something different. New York Islanders. Yeah. I mean, I, look, they're one point out of that
0: wild card spot. They're not looking great right now, but you know, they could stabilize. Um, I don't, I don't hate that pick at all. Yeah. Um, Uh, Washington, you guys have Washington moving up, but I guess you're not, I mean, you guys aren't crazy. I mean, they're, they do have, they do have more games than most, but you know, they're playing good hockey. And I think that that, that means something. Um, I, I have Boston, I have Tampa Bay taking the second spot. Um, I think they're going to get home ice against Toronto um which is going to be a factor uh and i don't think toronto means the first round again i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) toronto can play great but then they have to play tampa bay like i'm just sorry guys it's just not gonna happen i'm sorry um in the metro we have uh, have carolina i just you you guys know i love carolina i just think they need to figure out their goals their goal scoring they have goaltending they have defense it's they're formidable on the back end just find a fucking like they don't have a game breaker and I think that they may be active at the deadline and they're going to need a game breaker. Some guy that just can put pucks in the fucking net. You need a guy that does that. You will you have the defense side. Don't worry about the defense side, get a goal score. And I think that they'll be formidable. I have New York Rangers in the second spot. I just, I don't even like them that much, but I, I think that they're, I think that they're, you know, playing well when it matters. And, and, and there we go. Um I do have Washington in third i I think I agree with you guys they're kind of playing for oV in, in in that situation there um and you know it is what it is I have I'll have Pittsburgh in the second um uh, the first wild card spot which means New Jersey would not be taking the second wild card spot. I don't think they're gonna make playoffs Ooh. I don't think I I, I and and I, I just said I just said that they want they made the playoffs in November I I don't I, it became a lot tighter than I thought it could. Like it, it became a lot tighter than than they they let every other team into this, and I thought that they'd be able to. You know, if if you go, I mean, if 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 you go, you know, a game on, game off, game on, game off, you can. They could have made it. They're losing games consistently now. They're they've kind of stabilized, and 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 I could be completely wrong here, and I probably should have them in the second um, wild card spot, but I want to have some fun. Here. I think that I i don't know that they're gonna make it. I still think, and I'm gonna be I, I'm I'm doing this for the I'm doing this for the club and I love it. Buffalo, baby. Buffalo is making it in the fucking playoffs. I'm telling you, yeah. I, I just I, I'm I I just I love the way that they stabilize. Tay Thompson is only not winning the MVP because Connor McDavid's in it. And I and I actually feel bad for a lot, of, I feel bad for every player in the fucking NHL because. You know, Mitch Monter's having a great season. Fucking Tage Thompson is taking over. Robertson's taking over. It just, you can't be McDavid. He has like 77 points in fucking 42 games, guys. Like, that's ridiculous. I just feel bad for everybody in the league. And Tage Thompson is, probable, is probably, like, I think you give McDavid the McDavid trophy, and then the real MVP is Tage Thompson at this point. Tage Thompson is going to take him over. Um, and I, I just, I just, I feel it, boys. I feel that Buffalo is going to make a push. Uh, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably a complete idiot, but I can be because this is our podcast. So uh, that's that's who we have right here. I'll, I'll get um, Alex's information and we'll go from there. We are going to go over to the uh, Pacific Division, part two of the um, of the uh, uh, reverse retros. We have not done reverse retros in a while. This is the final reverse retro we will have a we will have the full information that we need um to see who we like the most and who we hate the most um why don't I pull up my little jersey right oh I did. I have it was already there why don't we start with the San Jose Sharks uh to give you guys some uh, to give you guys an idea the San Jose Sharks um you know did something fairly simple i know that you guys are probably like what the fuck is that uh you guys need to know the backstory. So th- this is this is paying homage to the 1974 1974 California Golden Seals. Uh this is the team, this is the jersey that they used to, to to rock. The California Golden Seals have had quite the um storied history. I mean, they've been all over the place. They moved to Oakland, um and then they moved to uh I believe it was Charlotte. Uh I i that it mistakens me I, I could be you know totally off there but um uh i'm sorry they moved to uh cleveland they moved they became the cleveland barons in 1976 1978 and then they seized operations they were part of the 19 they were part of one of the teams in the 1967 um expansion um and they never had a winning record uh they made playoffs twice in nine seasons They were sorry for sure. And they seized operations. They're the only franchise from that expansion to never reach the Stanley Cup final. But they were the first team in California. And um, even before or one of the first teams in California, at least when when the Kings came and they're paying homage to them. And personally, I I, I think it's fantastic. (laughs) But, you know, I don't think that these maybe these guys feel this. Maybe not. Tyler, what are your thoughts on the the San Jose
1: Sharks slash San Jose Seals? The California Golden Seals, what a what a fucking name! Uh, I can't believe yeah. they got they got rid of that. Um, yeah, I don't I don't hate it. Um, it 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 is a cool retro jersey. Um, I know a lot of sharks fans absolutely love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know if I love it, but I don't hate it. You know, I I I think it's a pretty good jersey. Um, I I, I do like the colors. The the teal and the gold is pretty cool. I think it's very California retro. Uh so I think it it I, I think it fits the theme very, very well. Um so overall, a very solid jersey. Like um, I like it. I'm gonna give it a 7 2. 7 2.
2: James. Disagree? I mean, first of all, she has a really long neck. She does. She's <laughs> saying no. Um <coughs> I think they should have had like a hidden seal in there somewhere. That would have mm-hmm. really upped the score if they like had a hidden seal. Cause you know, how, like Disneyland has like the hidden Mickeys. <laughs> if they had like a hidden seal somewhere, that would have been really cool to find. Maybe in California. Oh my God. Yeah, you know, exactly. That'd be cool. But uh, uh, the color scheme, I enjoy. I really enjoy that. Yeah. It's kind of Miami esque um, because it's the blue and the yellow. It's cool how simple it is, but I think it's a little too simple, just a tad too simple. So I'm not as high on it as Tyler. I think I'm going to go 6 1. 6 1.
0: Okay. Uh, Alex gave it a 6 2. I gave it a 7.2. Um, just like Tyler. I, I I like it. I I think it's great. I, I know that Kylie, who's, you know, our resident Sharks fan, is not a fan. But mm. then I gave her the, uh, the whole spiel about the history and she's like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty cool. But she doesn't want one. I tried to buy her one, but she didn't want one. So uh, there's that. <laughs> Moving on to Seattle. Now, before we start, I know that Seattle is, this is their second year, but there is history behind this team um, to an extent. And here's what they decided to unveil. The reverse retro for the Seattle Kraken using the same logo with a different, uh, different kind of design in terms of the colors, to give you guys a a uh, you know a bit of a history lesson. Seattle has had a team before; they have had a couple teams. Um, the first team in the Pacific Northwest was the uh, Seattle Ironmen, which were actually part of the Northwest Industrial Hockey League in 1943, 1944 uh, during the World War II. I don't even have a colored picture of them, but these are what the jerseys were. So uh, I I don't even know what colors they were. I assume that they were well, those are even white and black color. Yeah, but true. Okay, <laughs> but you can see you know kind of where they kind of got the design. It's there's a main color up top with a little uh, uh, different color, um, darker color, contrasting color below with the S. Seattle took that and put the logo, put their incredible. Logo on the uh, on the front of the jersey, and this is what we got. Paying homage to a team that, um, you know, was around back in uh, you know, a long time ago, <laughs> back in World War II. Um, <laughs> uh, they they could have went with the with the Metropolitans type of thing, um, and I think that they just kind of decided to go with the iron the Ironman on this one. Uh, you know, they'll probably pay homage to the to the Metropolitans down the down the road, but. Here's what we have. So James, what are your thoughts on Seattle's reverse retro?
2: It kind of reminds me of those chocolate peppermint candy things they used to get. Yeah, Uh, It's the tad because of the way the stripes are happening. They're not necessarily like the same stripe. It's interesting. I -hmm. like that. I like the abstractness of it. There's, wow. There's like 0% like I can't even explain it. Anyway, the symmetry. The symmetry is way different, which I really enjoy. It makes it look way cooler. I'm gonna go seven five on that.
0: Yeah, I I I like it too. Um, I just the guy's the logo is just it's just so good.
1: <laughs> it's just so good. Tyler, what do you got on Seattle's? I agree with you. The Seattle Kraken's logo is probably one of the best logos in hockey. However, I just don't know if it is on par and on brand with what the reverse retro is. I mean, the Seattle Iron Man, that's dope as fuck. I mean, why couldn't you have gone more into that? I think they only they only did the pattern of the jersey. Um, they could have gone with the old logo. They, I, I'm sure they could have looked up what colors they were, <laughs> um, and they basically just use they, they they use their current logo and their current colors. They just change up the pattern. Um, so for me, it's not that creative, to be honest with you. Um, so for me, that loses a lot of points, and that doesn't you know get as high. But because yeah, I agree, their their logos and the colors are fucking awesome. Um, but they did not really hit that reverse retro theme that I personally looking for with these. So for me, I'm going to give it a four and a half.
0: Four and a half, yeah. I, I think that Alex must agree with you because he gave it a flat five. Was not impressed. I love it. I think it's sweet. Um, I, I I think it uh, you know pays nice homage to that to that you know historic team. Uh, and I'm not getting the logo, <laughs> just I can't stop talking about the logo. Um, I'm going to give it a seven eight. I really like it. To be honest. Um, to be honest, I think that the Pacific have the best. Um, the best reverse retros for me, it's clear based on my scores. Um, I guess we'll find out at the end. Moving on to Vancouver, Vancouver time. So, we are going to be looking at the Vancouver Canucks, which are paying homage to the WHL team. Um, uh, back in uh, what was this? Must have been 1962. Um, uh, so it'd have been 1962. The Johnny Canuck logo. So back they had like a red-blue kind of situation. This was before they entered the NHL, before they, they got the bid at the NHL. Has a Johnny Canuck uh, you know, guy kind of skating there. Um, literally, if like he looks like a guy from, from British Columbia. Like that, that is what you'd expect. There's a guy in a pond playing hockey. That's a fucking that's that's fucking Johnny Canuck right there. Uh, and they they took that logo and put it in their own color scheme, which I mean, it, it's much like the Seattle. Uh, you know, the Seattle Seahawks, I think is one of the best color schemes in of all time. So um you know that helps. Um, why don't we start with James? What do you think of the Johnny Canuck return?
2: Do not neck? enjoy the color scheme one bit uh, <laughs> for obvious reasons. yeah uh, the the logo itself phenomenal. His neck is really tilted in an awkward fashion. but other than that, like the the I love the logo the logo itself is making me want to give it a higher score but then i have to think about that that color scheme (laughs) (laughs) i think the the logo is so cool though so i seven five seven five wow that that's that's i feel like that's
0: high i was not expecting that with the color scheme the whole thing um tyler i know you don't hate seattle as much so maybe you're gonna have a little bit different feel on the color and the, the logo
1: yeah, I don't. I, I I do enjoy Seattle's color scheme a lot. And this is also you know Vancouver, which is you know pretty damn close. Uh, so there's something there's something about the you know northwest area of North America that just loves these colors, I guess. Um, but I, I think it fits it great. Uh, but yeah, I do like this one a lot. Um, I love it. It's a great old school logo. I love it when they make when you have when you got a good logo like that and you make it big on the jersey. You make the jersey simple. Um, I, I I love it. It pops. It's really it's really really good. Um, big fan of the color scheme. Um, I think so far it's my favorite one that we've seen so far. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a eight, 8.1, 8.1. Love it. Uh, for me
0: again, love the, love the logo. I'm, you know, Vancouver is having a terrible season, like, or just like a ridiculously bad season. And if this is what they get as consolation, I guess it's okay. You know, um, they probably should start tanking for Connor Bedard though. So you get Connor Dard and this Jersey. You're, you're fucking loving life. Um, I'm giving it an 8-6. Uh, I have the highest ranking on that one. So, ha! <laughs> Take that, Alex. Moving on to Vegas. Now, again, th- the thing about Vegas is they are, you know, five or six years into this I- into this time here in the NHL. They don't have any history. There's, <laughs> there's never been a team in Vegas. So, they had to go do their own kind of thinking of what they're going to do for the reverse retro. And this is what they came up with. The Vegas Golden Knights come up with <laughs> these um and honestly from from what i read it sounds like what they are trying to do is just completely dive into the night like what if the if vegas had a team in 1995 in the, in the mid-90s when vegas was just you know the, the the shit what would the vegas golden knights um look like in 1995 and this is what they came up with um the uh it's you know with the, the the um fonts there to be honest as soon as i saw the backs of them the numbers i'm like wow they're talking about the stardust and boom Look at that same type of feel. And the Stardust was a prolific um, casino and hotel back in, you know, the mid nineties. It has been, it been demolished since, but this is <laughs> this is what the font they could tell that they came after. The biggest thing about this Jersey is they glow in the dark and here is what they look like there. The logo, the, the, the Vegas part um, glows in the dark and there's some, you know, there's some stars in there. Um, I wish I could zoom in a little bit, but, um maybe i can you guys can see the stars there uh just fucking cool if you ask me um vegas look as i've said this before um vegas is a place where you is a place where you just let everything go like you 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 dive into the crazy you dive into the the the, to the uh you know over the top and they did it again (laughs) so started with the gold helmets and now they're gonna bring in glow in the dark fucking jerseys like Tyler why don't you start what are your thoughts on Vegas's jersey
1: Yeah I think if you didn't really know much about what Vegas is about and all that stuff you, these jerseys could come up uh, come across as a little bit obnoxious but that's Vegas man I think it's 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 about the lights it's 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 about the 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 showmanship and 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 all that stuff um i think these are really cool i also think i like how it's also it's it's very, an, an homage to vegas and kind of you know that 90s style you know the uh, vegas theme um but also it got that cool knight's feel to it too it, it's got that kind of cool regal kind of sash and and the kind of sword going down the side of the pants is a really cool touch the fact that it glows in the dark, I mean, who doesn't like shit that goes in the dark? That's awesome. Um, <laughs> that's super super cool. So I like these a lot. I'm gonna give them uh eight and a half. Eight and a half. Wow, James. You agree, or disagree.
2: I mean, it's cool, right? Like the whole go go in the dark thing, but how often are you gonna play in the dark for the NHL? Well, you're not with these jerseys during warm-ups, zero times. Like, when are you gonna see the cool little stars on it?
0: When they enter the ice every time, yeah, on the warm-ups
2: i understand that but then for like 10 seconds and then it's never truly dark because some people have their phones out with the light and stuff it's (laughs) never you never get the full effect of it you know it's it's a bummer (laughs) but it's cool the concept itself is awesome the practicality is non-existent but i do see what they're saying about designing it to be where it was in the 50s and yada yada yada, because i think they nailed that i think that that looks like it's felt. That's what it, <laughs> it looks like it has some felt on it right now. And I think that is a great little feature. It probably doesn't, but that's a cool thing to think about. Um what did you say, Tyler? Which part? What what did you rate it at? Eight and a
1: half. Uh eight, yeah, eight and a
2: half. Yeah, I'm not that high on it. I'm probably gonna go seven nine.
0: Seven nine. Uh I'm gonna give it an an eight six again. I just look, Vegas threw up. And this is what they, this is what they had. Like, and, and and I love that. I've loved that about Vegas from the get go. Like they they are not a a typical hockey market and they're not supposed to be. That's not what they were designed to be. They have the gold fucking helmets. They're obnoxious as fuck outside of Vegas. I think you're a fucking moron. If you have a gold helmet, if you are in Vegas, you wear a gold helmet. Like you have to, like it's part of the thing. Like, and, and this is the same thing. I mean, they're, they're going back to, to when Vegas was Vegas and, God damn, they do a damn good job. It's so tacky and it's so fucking perfect. And that's Vegas, baby. And and that's an eight six for me. So quick recap. Um it, with that, um, I had the so my biggest uh highest scores were the Pacific. Uh maybe, maybe that's bias. I don't know. Um for Alex, his was the Metro. His was the Metro. Yeah. Uh same with James. Do you like the Metro the best by a by a by a hair? Uh, and uh, looks like Tyler, you like the Metro as well. So it seems like the Metro was was the, was the hot ones for, for the boys except me. Um, and that kind of showed up in the in the final scores. We hated the Atlantic. Atlantic fucking figured out Detroit really brought it down. Like, yeah. got, a, oh. got an average 1.6. James gave it a fucking zero. <laughs> a fucking zero. So, oh um, that was very fun. We love just ranking jerseys as you, if you've ever uh, listened to this podcast for at least a little bit of time, we, we just love ranking jerseys and we, we look forward to, to, to more. And Tyler, are there any more jerseys we're going to be doing in the MLB this year?
1: You know, I, I, I'm sure there will be city connect jerseys. Um, there's, I think there's at least half the league that still hasn't come out with those yet. So I'm sure we'll have Beautiful. those, uh, in 2023 for sure. Beautiful.
0: Um, we look forward to that. And with that, that's, that's the podcast guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys, uh, tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Alex, um, you know, you, you're, you're missed. Um, uh, we, we look forward to having you back at the, uh, next week. We'll look bad, can having everybody back, and uh, we can get back to you know the normal scheduled programming. We hope you guys have a great week. Um, if you have a resolution, do not take our word and say they're stupid. Just stick with it. Um, sorry if we offended you. If you don't <laughs> think that they're a big deal we agree with you clearly. <laughs> so, uh, either way, just, just don't be offended. we we, we love you all. Uh, and we appreciate you, everybody's endeavors and, and their, uh, and their values and their strives for success. And we support that, uh, here on the podcast when we, uh, next week, we look forward to bringing in another great week, uh, another great podcast and uh, we'll see you next time.